Welcome to the SauceCast. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, this is Miss Ayel, and this week I have two guests with me that I'm very excited to talk to. We have Randy and Sandra. How Hello. You doing, guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I love these guys. Uh, I actually uh, serve with, with Randy in the prison ministry, and I've, I've actually heard his, his story, and we figured we're doing this, this series, My Testimony, and figured uh, what, what a perfect couple to, to have tell their story, so... Um, we'll jump right in, um, and I, I'll just keep it simple. On the first question is, can you guys just talk talk a little bit about, you know, your journey, like how how you got here, um, your life before Jesus? Go ahead. My life before Jesus. Um, wow, uh, it's gonna be a long one, man. <laughs> but um, I try to make it brief as possible. Um, I was born and raised in church. You know, going to church three times a week, and uh, I always heard about Christ. And, um, you know, Tuesday, Thursday, Sundays, I went to church. And I always, and I believe, always believed in a God, you know, and throughout my lifetime, <clears throat> excuse me, I saw God do some wonderful things in um, family, people from church, all types. Even uh, I was young, probably about 11, 12 years old. That's when I saw God work in my life. And um, I used to get these migraine headaches, severe migraine. I used to get a, uh, a shot. My father used to give me a shot. And um, I used to get them so bad I couldn't, I had to be in a dark room. I had to be in the AC. And I, I did a test on my head, all, all types of things. And this is where I know Jesus had done a miracle in my life. And um, my father told me to come to church one Sunday. And uh, a pastor, he preached over me. And he, and he laid hands on me in the name of Jesus. Till this very day, I've never got another migraine. I've had tension headaches and other headaches, but till, awesome. the, till this very day, I've never thanked God Almighty, you know, and that's over 30 years now, maybe, 20-something years. And um, I, and I'm, I'll be always grateful for that. And um, that was like the first miracle I've seen in my life. When I was 16, 17, I stopped going to church, and that's when I wanted, I wanted to get a little taste of the world. When I started... Doing that, um, I knew there was God up there, but I completely forgot about Jesus throughout all those years. I got more than more than um, I could ever ask for living in the world. Um, when I was um, I was 17, you're going to be 18 years old. I'm, I left Elizabeth, New Jersey, on a Father's Day lunch. It was like a brunch they had for my father. He asked us to go, but I was living in the world already, and I just did that to make him happy. And I left. I left there about 30 minutes drive. Me and my brother were driving back. And on the way, on the drive, 15 minutes in, I look to my right-hand side, and I see a car swerving to me slowly. And I see him just swerving slowly back back and forth to me. I told my brother, well, what's that car? And it was a drunk driver that hit me, side-swept me. My car flipped over. And when the car flipped over, it slid on the roof of 100 yards, and while it was sliding in the roof, I was sliding on my back and out on the side of my head. I know God was with me that day. You know, Noel saw the after effects. I don't remember waking up until the, the helicopter. I heard the helicopter going and they were cutting off a ring because I had a ring on. And um, 
I know, like, again, the, the aftermath of that, it was just, you know, I had so many external in, um, injuries. I had scar revision, so many surgeries. I had, I lost movement to my hand. And um, that's, you know, that's God, God's, God's hand over my life from that, from that day on. I had external injuries, but I had so many internal injuries with the insecurities. Yeah. I was angry. I was upset. Pity parties. The pity party went on for, for forever. You know, that, that happened when I was gonna like 18 years old. Hmm. And for all that time, you know, me so um over 20 something years, you know, maybe 20, 20, 20, 21 years. Um, you know, I had I had that on my had that on my heart. I had so many insecurities in my life, and I was angry. I was angry with God, and so upset. I didn't know what, what you know, what, where to go, and all those years. And um, from Jersey, you know, I did pretty much everything. I was addicted to um, drugs, alcohol, sex, pornography, a little bit of everything, in my life. And I, did not, I had nowhere to go. I tried um, tried church on a Sunday but never really went wholeheartedly. I tried Jesus on a Sunday and never went, whole, you know, never went for the long haul. Mm. By Monday, Tuesday, I completely forgot who Christ was. So that that's where you were. So then how did you end up where you are now? So like what started to change? What what started to, to show you that there was the a goal? Yeah, well, how did you find a way to turn from that life? The turnover pretty much was... Um, when all the doors closed in Jersey, I tried Jersey for a while. Then um, my daughter was born in 06. I went to Georgia, and I thought I was going to find it out there. And I was six, seven years out there, and um, I, again, started using a lot of alcohol and all types of drugs, prescription drugs, um, depression pills, anxiety pills. And doors closed over there back in Georgia, and I went back to Jersey for two years and started using heroin again. Doors started closing. Lord was really calling me at this time, which I didn't see that that my daughter was taken now from Jersey to Pennsylvania. And my son was eventually gonna go to Florida. My mother was gonna buy a house out here in Massachusetts. And she said, come down to Florida, um, come down to Massachusetts. Um, I, I was debating about it. I was gonna stay in Jersey, but thank God I didn't. I came out here Remember the first day stepping a foot in new life. I was skeptical because I was very judgmental of the way I was brought up yeah. with the religion. And I stepped in. Um, I heard Pastor Marco preach, and I was ready being judgmental with the music and everything going on. And I kept on coming and pushing. We came in July. It's going to be four years now in July, and we kept on. I kept on coming. Yeah, my brother said, hey, do you want to join the Freedom Crew where he's going to start it up? And they asked him to start it. And then it's a 12-step program with biblical principles. And by the step, by I got to step two, step three, and there's some written work. I, I started learning more about myself, but I didn't know who Christ was. I really didn't. I knew God was there. But my faith in Christ, I didn't really wholeheartedly believe. Let's, I'm being straight honest. You know, I thought it was just something else out there. Just God himself was real. But being I was fed other things in my lifetime because I, I, I started believing in other faith. 
I hung out with a couple of Muslims, and I, I believe that he was just a prophet for a point. From July to December, I started using again. Uh, I was in a bar out here. And from there, I was going back and getting back into heroin, not on a daily basis, though, but I was doing it. December 31st, 2016 is where um, I drew the line. I said, God, were if you were there, I don't want to do this anymore. I really don't want to do this anymore. And I asked God to help me. And I started this relationship with him, a true relationship with him. I could always be grateful for that because we we started that Daniel fast and that was the last day my I started my recovery wholeheartedly. I couldn't sleep about two, three weeks and we were fasting. So as we fasted, I cried out. I prayed to my knees. I drove to work talking to God. I worked talking to God. Started reading the book of John. We started doing this in the crew. And every day, chapter one, chapter one and two, it's just a routine we had going on in the crew. Yeah. And the word came alive for the first time and Christ came alive. And I had strength I've never had in my life. And Christ, Christ is real. That's why I, I could co-sign on this because my mindset where I was at for all those years, though, Michelle, if you would, if I could just place you for five seconds, you'd be like, get me out of here. Yeah, I believe you. Know? you. It was just, it was just complete insanity what I lived in and the thought process, the thought process, the overthinking, the anxiety, the stress, everything that went on through my mind, only God could do. That's when I found Christ and it's been an ongoing process, you know, but um, with the addiction, the sex pornography, I could say I have a lot of strength in God and um, I've overcame so, so much through Christ. That's awesome. Right now. That's so good. Thank you, Lord. That's awesome. I I love... Just, just to like pinpoint one of the, I love that it was that prayer and fasting time that really yes. was like a shift, because um, yeah. it really showed you when you focus in on what's important, what's what's the word, and, and being close to to God, it almost like reset your mind. So you were focused on that and not on, because I think sometimes people get overwhelmed with that, with the weight of an addiction or the weight of insecurity or yes. whatever they're struggling with, and they put too much too much power and authority on that rather than saying, I'm just going to focus on God. Correct. I think that that was awesome. So, so Sandra. Hey. (laughs) Welcome. All right. So go ahead. Yeah. So if you want to just jump in and tell, tell your story. Okay. So, um, I was, I'm from New Bedford, so I've lived here my whole life and I had a pretty normal childhood. I, um, I lived with both of my parents for a while, and and um, they put me in a Catholic school. I went to a Catholic school, so um, I was raised like we believed in Jesus, but like I never had a relationship with him. So um, I graduated from New Bedford High. Um, I had my first son young, um, and I had children young. I was 22 when I had my daughter. And I was a hairdresser young. I went to school when he was, when my first was like 18 months old. So I've been doing hair since I've been 18 years old. And um, I pretty much did hair my whole, I've done hair my whole life. Um, But I had a surgery when I was younger and I 
started taking prescription pills. Um, I never really like partied or anything like yeah. that when I was in high school. Like I've tried, I used to try things and stuff. But um, when I had that surgery, I they gave me Percocets and wow. I became addicted to them like almost instantly. Um, this was like a, way before the epidemic, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so they prescribed it to me like I, when I wanted. Mm -hmm. And so I... I became really addicted to the point where I needed to take them to function. And um, I did that for a really long time. I went to work and I would just take the pills and uh, until my life became like unmanageable. And and, you know, the doctor was like, well, I'm not going to give them to you anymore. Yeah. So I um, I started buying them on the streets and. And then, like, I did that for a long time. I covered up and I and I hid things from my mom and my. I was um, basically living in insanity, you know, living in chaos. Yeah. Um, until you know, I think that one day you just wake up and you're making all of these bad decisions, and you don't even know like that you're making these bad decisions, and my life became crazy. Um, until I hit completely rock bottom and I wasn't even paying attention to like my kids anymore. And, mm. um, I was present, but I really wasn't present. Yeah. And my mom was watching my kids a lot and I ended up in some real trouble. I was making these poor decisions, doing things that just weren't my character. You know, it, mm -hmm. it completely changed who I was, you know? Um, so I ended up in jail for a while. Um, when I got out, I was sober. Um, I, I did try going to like the methadone clinic before I got in trouble. Yep. And that just like, it didn't work for me, you know, because it was like I was numbing something, but I wasn't getting to the root of the problem, Yeah. you know? So um, when I ended up in jail, I, I was on methadone and... Um, that was horrendous, you know, like I thought like that was the end of my life. I thought I literally was going to die, but it was just like the beginning of my life. It was like God, like shaking me and like waking me up, yeah. you know, and and um, so I got out and um, I still was on pretrial probation for a long time. And I just I didn't see an end almost like it's like I was I was sober, but I had all of these feelings that. I didn't know how to deal with really. Um, I had all these feelings that I just didn't know how to deal with sober, you know, mm -hmm. from doing, I think from doing um, drugs for a long period of time, like when you come off of them, yes, like you can be sober, but then you have to deal with life. Yep. And that's, that's stressful. Yeah. You You're know, dealing with the things you were trying to not deal with. Right. With the drugs. <laughs> so it's like, Oh my gosh, like how do I do this? Yeah. You know? And so, um, I ended up having to go to a halfway house. Um, it was part of my probation yep. and that halfway house I didn't want to go to. Um, but I'm so grateful that I did. Uh, I, I started going to church and to new life and, um, there were people around me and like they, 
I don't know. Like I, I never, I never really trusted anybody. Like I think that's part of like the whole drug thing. Like I secluded myself and yep. I didn't want to talk about it. I just wanted to hold mm-hmm. everything all in. So when I got to this, when I got to church and like people were like, oh, like you know, actually wanting to listen, but not judging me either. Um, that that was really cool. Like I started going to crew and. You know, I I had been off of drugs for a long time, but I was actually like working on myself, you know. Yeah. And while I was in the halfway house, you know, I, I did the I did a 12 step program and which I didn't want to do. But I'm so grateful that I did because I learned so much of like what went on mm-hmm. and why I did the things I did, yeah. you know. And um, and then while I was doing that, I'm coming to church and like, you know, I'm here in pastor and and everybody in the church and they're like, you know, Jesus is real. And like he he forgives you like you're forgiven. And like that was hard for me because I was so hard on myself losing my kids and like everything yeah. I've done. Yeah. My past was really hard for me to, you know, o- overcome. So um, I just kept coming every week and every week I felt lighter and I would just go to the altar and. I felt like a little bit more free. Mm-hmm. I can't say that it happened like overnight because yeah. it didn't. But like every week I just felt a little bit lighter. And um, yeah. And, and so I just kept going. I just kept coming and um, learning and building my faith and like watching God move. Yeah. Like unbelievable like miracles after miracles little miracles big miracles like and and just being grateful for all of it and um yeah that's awesome yeah yeah i love that i uh i just see a lot of parallels in in both your stories and what i love is that you know now that you've on the other side of this thing you can look back and you can see god's hand in these situations which you know, it's it's reassuring to people that are going through tough situations to to know God's still working. You know, it might mm-hmm. not look like it, but He's still He's still doing He's still guiding you. And yeah. and you think like I'm making all these little mistakes, but right. a lot of those mistakes are leading you to where you need to be. And so, um, I think that's really encouraging for people. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's all the time we have for this week. But the awesome thing is we're gonna have. Uh, Randy and Sandra back next week to finish up this conversation so uh, hit like, share it with someone um, and be back next week to hear the rest of this conversation